Hi everyone and welcome to tonight's installment of Questionable Booking. We are your hosts. My name is Gerard Clark. And this is DC. And tonight we're going to be talking about one of my favorite pay-per-views of all time. WrestleMania 17. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, man, this pay-per-view was just great. A lot of crowd. A lot of matches. It was just, it was everything to me, man. Like, and this was right after WWF had purchased WCW, man. So we, 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 we was hype. Yeah, definitely. Um, I know the crowd, I mean, they was into it, you know, Undertaker hometown, uh, Stone Cold being from Texas. So, I mean, they were just into it from the jump. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. It was uh, it was live, man. I mean, I as far as like the matches and everything, we'll go through the matches. I wrote down some notes okay. and stuff that it was just kind of like weird. Overall, <laughs> man. Overall, well, it wasn't even weird. I just had like questions on like why, you know, what if things went a little differently here, there, right? But other than that, I mean. I didn't really have I wasn't that disappointed with the pay-per-view. Right, same here. Man. But same first, here. I I got shout out uh <laughs> Mick Foley for the for the cameo slash yeah, man. <laughs> shout out <laughs> on the podcast. Yes, sir. That was that was that was cool, man. That was a that was a highlight of the birthday before I got the belt. <laughs> yeah, man. To all the listeners out there, uh, our boy Javar, his birthday was yesterday, so you know he uh, he got blessed with a few blessings for uh, for the birthday gift. He had uh, you know Mick Foley, yes sir. <laughs> <laughs> He he got he got a birthday shout out from uh Mick Foley, from Mankind, and from Dude Love. <laughs> so you know, then uh then he got the belt as well. So I mean, he just uh hey man, seemed like he had a, a great birthday because you know we were supposed to record yesterday. Then he sent me that message. I said, yeah, I, I can see that. <laughs> oh yeah, man, I had a, an amazing day, man, and I was. Uh... <laughs> I was on my Tom Brady Super Bowl celebration. <laughs> hey man, oof! <laughs> All last night, man. Hey, look, man. As long as you ain't tossed the belt to another boat, <laughs> I think we good. <laughs> I wanted to sleep with it, but my wife said no. <laughs> nah, man. Come on, man. I, I'm, I'm gonna have to hit her up. We have to have a talk. You know what I'm saying? You know, you know, I respect her. That's my girl and everything. But hey, man, it's your birthday, man. <laughs> oh man, I didn't realize how heavy them joints was. I told you, man, bro. I, yo, I got the smoking skull belt, and when I opened up the box, I said, "Yo, this box is heavy as shit, man." I took that thing out. I said, "Oh, this is the real deal. This ain't one of those." Uh, I remember I got my first smoking skull belt from Walmart. Then it was the styrofoam joint. <laughs> and matter of fact, I still got it. I actually found it. And so I was like, oh, this ain't no this ain't no yeah, styrofoam this ain't from joint. Walmart. <laughs> right? This ain't from Walmart, man. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah. Wow. This and is then, crazy. And it, like, you know, they just in there slinging them joints around and, you know, boom. I'm just like, yo. <laughs> when I when I picked up that belt, I said, oh. I see why you got to be the heavyweight champion to have this shit. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I'm telling you. That is on a 205 live. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta wait. You gotta be the real deal, man. But yeah, man, that was uh, it was a good birthday. It was a great birthday. I actually rewatched this show last night just to make sure everything was fresh. Mm -hmm. But I mean, like I said, Huge fan of this entire pay per view is just everything from the 
from the my way from Limp Biscuit to mm-hmm. everything, man. It was I think this was just peak WWF slash E for me and my fandom. So right. man, we started out the pay-per-view with Chris Jericho and William Regal. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was a good match. I wish it was longer. Right. That was like one of the things I wrote. I wish it was longer because I felt like they had such a buildup beforehand. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it was just too short of a WrestleMania match. But I guess this was before Vince McMahon said, you know what, fuck it. WrestleMania is going to be six hours. <laughs> I don't care what nobody say. We're going to have these people in here from 4 p.m. Right. Have you ever been to a WrestleMania, man? Nah, man. I haven't I haven't been uh been blessed with the opportunity. I want to go so though, can... for sure. Oh, we're gonna go one year. Let's, so, bro, let's get I've been to Raws, I've been to SmackDowns. I ain't never been to a pay-per-view or WrestleMania, so man, you gotta be at the arena like one o'clock mm. for the doors to open at four. Mm. Or four thirty. And then that shit ain't over till about twelve. <laughs> Bro, what? Wait, yo, why do I gotta get there at one? <laughs> well, I mean, oh, I mean, you know, the, the walk around and do everything. A lot of people, man. Yeah, not even. It's just a lot of people. So I mean, it, it, look, it's a lot of people. Mm-hmm. These arenas don't add extra staff to check tickets. Ah, uh, yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, like we went to the the last one I went to was uh, one at uh, AT and T Stadium, okay, in Arlington, Texas, not Dallas, Arlington, Texas. Ain't no no, no cowboy slander. <laughs> no, I ain't no cowboy slander. I'm just saying. Just making sure. Now, beautiful nah. stadium. Beautiful stadium. Yeah, right. But right. Uh, yo, man, it was. It was hot. <laughs> yeah. It was that Texas dry heat. Yeah. And we was out there from 1 p.m. to 4 just to, and they didn't open the doors, I don't think, till like 5. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I've man, been it to- was, a, it, was, it was interesting. I, I've been to that stadium. I went out there for, uh, you know, Cowboys fans went out there for a Redskins Cowboys game. Uh, Thanksgiving a few years ago, and I, I know what you mean that that Texas dry heat, uh, beautiful stadium. Man, I actually went on the tour while I was out there to, uh, you know, got no, to see. Be- no, it's a beautiful stadium. I yeah, love it, definitely. But yeah, I'm actually going to WrestleMania. Exactly, and you got to remember, like these stadiums. They don't sell out like that for a football game, but they right. sold out for WrestleMania. So it was a hundred thousand people up in that stadium, right, for WrestleMania. And like, not to mention, like you said, they don't sell out for football games. You know, for the wrestling events, they actually got seats like where the field would be at. You know what I'm saying on the field and stuff like that. So yeah. I just imagine exactly. how many people out there. You know. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, but it was it was nice, man. But what was we talking about? Oh, yeah, we was talking about the matches. Yeah. I just really wish that Jericho Regal match was was longer. I mean, they had such a build up. Right. I don't know. I wonder why. I mean, the whole William Regal character ain't really work out, but in my opinion. I wasn't really a fan. I didn't appreciate William Regal until I got older. Mm. And realized like actually how great he was. Like even watching like some of his WCW work. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize how good he was. Yeah, I wasn't a fan of the the character. Um you know, being younger, I wasn't since I was like, man, man, he ain't do it for me. I didn't really respect or appreciate it, like you said, until I got older. Then, you know, the more 
wrestling you watch, especially when you're older and stuff like that, you just have more respect and more appreciation for it. Um, I do wish that this match. Why is that though? Why is that? Why do why don't we appreciate people till till we get older? Like nothing changed. It's not like the match changed. It's not like we're wrestlers. So what what did we? I I said that, but now I'm thinking like what what exactly did change? I think being younger. I mean, you just want to see the the big spots, you know what I mean? And it's not until whenever you're older and you start, uh, you know, watching, watching more and understanding the craft more is whenever you actually, uh, get that respect for certain wrestlers and that appreciation for certain wrestlers. Cause you don't see it anymore. Like, I mean, yeah, I'm not, let me not say you don't see it anymore, but it's, it's not as frequent as it was then, you know what I mean? Like, um, we spoke before about Dean Malenko and, you know, the man of a thousand holds. And honestly, I didn't really appreciate it. So probably like a, a couple of years, like Dean Malenko a few years ago, like growing up, I said, man, he's to me, he's kind of boring or, you know, just he's not my cup of tea, but then watching him now, and I mean, still seeing what we have, the product we have now, once again, not mad at it and I, and I appreciate it all, but I just didn't bring Dean Malenko when I was younger. Do you think as we got older, we just started? I don't know. Like what, what changed from our mindset where we was like, Oh, we actually appreciate the wrestling now instead of the entertainment. I mean, it's still entertainment. Right. Uh, I don't know. That's a good, that's a really good question. That's a really good question. Actually. Do you think? Do you think it's the it's the art? It's probably the art. I, mm-hmm. I think it's. I think the wrestling business isn't as closed off as it once was, where you really thought these people hated each other. And right. I was just thinking that. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think the. The, the mass has come off of the entire business as a whole. So you kind of understand nuances of why they did this, why they did that. Right. And which I think has helped for me. Because Same. it's made me uh, more of a fan, a deeper fan than I already was. Right. And and that's why I was why I was saying it comes from you know it's an art because I didn't know when I was younger how much went into it with not even just a wrestler but you know character development and things of that nature so I think we just I mean like you said things were we we we've kind of gotten a peek behind the curtain a little bit so to speak. And we just have a better understanding and a more and a, an appreciation for the art and the and everything that goes into it. And I also think with the uh, with the network, now that we're allowed to watch older pay per views, older Raw SmackDown things of that nature, and also documentaries about wrestlers, we are also able to have a better understanding and appreciation for. Like a wrestler's story, or or just the history of the business in general. That's true. Good point. Good point, man. Yeah. So I mean, like I said, like I, I enjoyed the match. I do wish it was longer, but then looking at the card now, they got they had eleven eleven matches on the card, so I guess that's why it had to be short. You know, the first the first one. <laughs> Yo, it's WrestleMania, man. I feel like, well, actually, I take that back. I think it's a little different now. Back then, they were still on pay per view, so I, I'm pretty sure they had to follow right a certain right. time. So you know, you don't do any. Uh, 1998 Halloween Havocs. <laughs> I bought that pay-per-view, by the way. 
and you didn't see the main event. But I saw it for free on Nitro um, the night after. So, yeah, my dad wasn't too happy about that. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, let's get into this next match. We had uh, Taz and the APA versus the Right to Censor. Look, man, Mm -hmm. after watching that match, Mm-hmm. Yes, I did not like the right to censor because I wasn't supposed to like the right to censor. Right. Yo, that was a squad, man. Yeah. <laughs> I think they should have had a longer run. Mm. You had Bull Buchanan, Godfather, mm-hmm. Stevie mm-hmm. Richards. Mm-hmm. Ivory they, was in there. Then they included Val Venus at that time. Yeah, yeah, Val Venus. There it is. That's the missing person I couldn't think of. Val Venus. Yo, that was a squad, man. All of them could go. Yeah. Nobody, there was no holes in that squad. Nope. And that's what, man, I actually enjoyed that match. First of all, let me just say, I enjoyed, enjoyed, enjoyed the APA, the Acolytes, whatever you want to call them. Those oh, yeah. were my guys, and I and then and, and I wasn't a fan of you know the JBL character. No, Bradshaw was my guy. Oh yeah, I'm I was trying. I was trying to be back there playing poker with him. Shit, even now I still want to go. I'll go grab a beer with him, smoke a cigar or two with him. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I like the APA. That was my squad, man. Yeah, I wish Taz had a longer run too, man. Yeah, same. I, I I think we spoke about it last time. I think it was injuries, man. You know, kind of sort of piling up. But Taz was that dude. Yeah, I, you know, even with the injuries, I don't think he had. I don't, and I don't know, but I don't think he had like any injuries where his career was over. You know. Mm, mm-hmm. I don't think he had any kind of those injuries, or maybe he did, but I don't know, man. I I think they're doing the same thing with Samoa Joe now, where he's going in the, you know, he's commentator. I just really hope Samoa Joe gets back in the ring. That's a tangent, but I really wish Taz had a longer run in the WWF. Yeah. Same here, man. I mean, he came in with such momentum. That's a, yeah, I was just thinking that. I was like, the buildup and the momentum was crazy. Like, before he even, set, you know, set foot on the WWF at that time, it was like, all right, cool. He's here. And let's get it. Oh, yeah. Man, he was, well, he was a beast in ECW. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. For sure. Yeah, he's a beast in real life, too, man. He came in the Apple store when I worked in the Apple store. And he he on. He still ain't somebody you would want to mess with. Because <laughs> people was just looking at him. Because we were fans, so we knew who he was, but we didn't want to go up to him and be like, hey. So right. we were staring at him, and he was just staring at us back. Like, Yo, what are you looking at? <laughs> I ain't messing with him, man. Yeah, I remember that. You didn't want the smoke? Nah, I ain't want no smoke. <laughs> None. Hell, man. So after this match, they they went, <laughs> they, they cut to this whole Vince McMahon, Linda McMahon angle, which it, I understand how it led to the match and everything. But I ain't, I ain't get this. Man. Like, <laughs> I can't understand See, this. It's just too much, man. As we spoke about it last week. It was a silly gimmick and a silly story. Cause I'm with you, man. I ain't get it either. I remember why it was happening. I was just like, okay. <laughs> yeah, that joint made no sense, man. It was, I mean, you already had the angle of Shane versus Vince. Mm-hmm. Shane bought WCW. Vince mm-hmm. is the owner of WWF. 
But then they got all this stuff with Linda, and she's sedated, and he kissing <laughs> Trish Stratus, and I'm like, and Stephanie don't like Trish, and man. yeah, they ain't need to do all that. Nah, they could have kept it simple with Shane buying WCW, and then boom. Yeah, he's doing a lot, man. He's doing a lot with them. But then they had, uh, so that was just a cutscene, the actual match between Vince and Shane we'll get into. But uh, you had Raven versus Kane versus Big Show. Mm-hmm. Yo, this is my favorite version of Kane. Mm-hmm. I was never like a huge fan of the Big Show, and I was a, I was a Raven fan. Same. From WCW. Same here, yeah. I respected a big show, but I wasn't like a huge fan. Um, I wasn't a fan of Big Show until later on in his career. Yeah, like you know the Giant. I wasn't a huge fan of him, but it was like okay, like later on, it's like I can get with him. I mean, even now, man, I ain't yeah, gonna lie. Why to you. is that though? I. I Maybe Why because is that? Because I mean, he is—he's a lot. He's the largest, probably largest athlete we're ever gonna see. Right. Why didn't wait? I don't know, man. He didn't do it. I guess we saw too much of him. Yeah. Or do you think when he was in WCW? It just was like uh, all muddled together with the whole NWO. Uh, yeah, maybe. But even when, even when he came to the WWF and became the big show, it was like. I mm-hmm. Still didn't uh, you, do it for me. I don't know. You, you know what it could be? When wrestlers are kept off of television for for a while, and because I, I noticed with him, you know, he wouldn't be on as frequently. But the next thing you know, you hear, "Well, it's the Big Show." Like the pop would be crazy. So maybe it's just like, "Oh man, I ain't seen Big Show in a while." Okay, cool. Like man, I miss Big Show. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Once again, I'm just yeah. guessing, man. I, I'm just, I don't have no real answer for you. <laughs> yeah. Now, this match that they had, this was, for, this was for the hardcore title. So, my only problem with this was, mm-hmm. I feel like it should have been other talent in this hardcore match. Like, I don't think Kane yeah. or Big Show needed this. Definitely. Because when I, when I was watching it, I said, why is Kane and Big Show wrestling for the Hardcore Championship? Like, with Raven, that was kind of sort of, I mean, not his gimmick, but it, it kind of sort of felt more suited for him. It was kind of, you know, more his style. But I was like, Kane and Big Show, like, y'all can have two other people in this match. Yeah, I agree, man. I did, I guess star power, but yeah. I always felt like WrestleMania was long for the simple fact of trying to get more talent on the show. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I I've, I I don't think that. Uh, yeah, I don't think they need to be in this match. <laughs> yeah, uh, could be somebody else, man. My opinion. I don't even want to get into who it could have been because this is just so. I don't know. Eh, I don't know. I mean, the roster was stacked at this point because you right. had you already bought you bought the competition, so yeah, you had everybody you want. <laughs> Anybody you could have wanted. Yeah, that's true. 
It's not like, yeah, I mean, yeah, it was a different, different system or a different company, but they know how to wrestle. You just took them from yeah. another wrestling company. It's not like you took them from off the street with no experience. So. Right. And it was just a hardcore match, so. <laughs> yeah, just beat each other senseless, senseless with objects and backstage in the crowd. Do high spots. Right. Do some high spots. Throw somebody through a window. That's it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we had Eddie Guerrero versus Tess. Uh, Eddie Guerrero is my man. I I ain't appreciate Eddie either till he was gone. I think a lot, I think that was a lot of people. I think it's almost like with with athletes today, you know, you see these wrestlers, so you think they're going to be here forever, or at least you're so used to them being there that whenever they, you know, something unexpected happens, just like oh. And then you kind of go back and you look at their career and it's like, oh, wow, man, I, I should appreciate him way more. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I mean, I know that Eddie Guerrero did touch a lot of people's lives. Sasha Banks mm-hmm. is the first person to come to mind. But, mm-hmm. I mean, Eddie, Eddie Guerrero was – you know what? I take that back. I was a fan of Eddie Guerrero growing up when he was with China doing the whole Mama Sita thing with the roses and mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. coming out in the low rider. Mm-hmm. Eddie Guerrero was <laughs> man when he when he was able to, I think, let his character be shown. Right. It was. Wasn't nobody touching Eddie Guerrero, man. Yeah. The, like you said, the Mama Cedar joint, that joint was epic. The Low Rider, of course, that was epic. So. Then you got next match we had Kurt Angle versus Chris Benoit. I don't have anything bad to say about that because they just tore the house down. Yep, sure did. China versus Ivory. Yeah, it was only two <laughs> minutes. It's been said that you know China didn't want to wrestle the uh, women; she only wanted to wrestle the men. Right. In this particular era, I can see why. Like, it wasn't too many people. You know, if China was in this era, whew, man, yeah. Much, much more competition. Man. Yeah, definitely. You got. Ooh, I just thought of something. China, Bianca Belair, strength versus strength. China versus Charlotte. Mm. Mm. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, man. Like, China Rhea in this Ripley. era? Wow. Yeah, man. Ooh. Yeah, Rhea Ripley. <laughs> Tell me. I even think like Bailey, Sasha Banks would that be some good matches too. Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. I forgot to mention them for sure. Man, you got a lot of man. I wrote this on Twitter. I think it was today, but the women's division WWE is stacked. Yep. I think it's better than the men's division. I I'm actually kind of with you on that one. I'm definitely I'm, I might be with you on that one. I mean, because across the board, Raw, SmackDown, NXT, man, they just whew. <laughs> oh yeah, talent for days, man. For sure. I mean, you want to talk about this street fight between Shane and, <laughs> and Vince? Mick Foley is a special guest referee. Yo, I, yo I, hey, look, man. 
I like this match because this was like the first match when Shane did the coast to coast. Yep. We already talked about I was a fan of Shane, man. We already <laughs> talked about that. Right. Like I said, man, I love this pay-per-view. So, yes, I understand this show is questionable booking. Yes, there are some things that we just have questions on. Like some of the, some of the matches, the timing, stuff like that. But overall, like I said in the beginning, I love this pay-per-view. Right. There's not too many holes in this pay-per-view, honestly. Not 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 too many. I mean, this match was this match was great. Shane right. and Vince. The next match, which was the take go ahead, man. Now nah, you you about to say something. That was I just thought of something that you had said uh last week when we recorded. <laughs> Yo, Shane really be doing some unnecessary shit. <laughs> he really do. No, nah, he, he does. He yeah, do, he does, man. man. <laughs> but I was sitting there watching and uh you know, him jumping off the top turn, broke onto the announce table, and, uh, you know, Vince moved it, of course, reminiscence of when he went against The Undertaker uh, at the, was I forgot what WrestleMania was, but, you know, jumping off the cage, and um, I'm just 32. like- 32. 32. I was like, man, he really be doing some unnecessary shit. But I mean, get the people what they want, man. We we all want to see Shane Omac yeah, take those I, bumps. <laughs> I don't think at this point nobody wants to see that shit no more. So. Somebody because I see. mean, if you don't make it, yo, if you made it one time out of twenty, it's <laughs> I don't want to see that shit no more. Like, like I already know what's coming. You know what I mean? Right. Like you're not good. You're you're not you're not hitting this. <laughs> Oh took, man! It, first off, it took you three minutes to perform the move. <laughs> All you did was punch the guy. They <laughs> fell on the table, and then for the next two to three minutes, uh, we're watching this sequence, and you don't and you don't hit anybody. You hurt yourself. <laughs> and I don't even know if it hurts, but I'm sure it hurts. But. Y'all don't want that shit no more. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take coast to coast all day, but. Oh, yeah, facts. Facts. Super facts. But that jumping off the top turnbuckle into the announce table, man, he, he got <laughs> to give that up. He just got to give that up. No hey, need. Man. Don't do shit on Matt like that, man. I think he only made it once. <laughs> and it was against Undertaker on a Raw, mm. building up to WrestleMania 32. Other than that, I don't, I don't think he, he might have hit it a, another time. Maybe I think it was against Kevin Owens, maybe. But other than that, yeah. I, say, I, I do remember that Raw. He did hit it. That's that's why at WrestleMania 32, when he when he was going to attempt, I said, man, he already hit this thing once. He's not going to hit it again. <laughs> Oh, he went to the top of the hell in a cell, man. You had to wait for him to climb that shit. It's like you ain't do that much damage where Undertaker is just sitting on his table. He ain't sleep. <laughs> you had to wait for him to climb the damn cage. I, you know, and he jumps off of it. It's like, oh yeah, he's about to be here. <laughs> I wonder what be going through the minds. Like, all right, bro, hurt. Like, come on, man, hurt and get up this cage, bro. I'm tired. Of, I'm tired of laying here. <laughs> Yo, man, we was just sitting. I mean, we was all hyped because it's like, oh yeah, he about to jump. We knew he was gonna jump off the cage, but I'm just saying from a psycholog psychological <laughs> standpoint of of a you know of a very like. What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, uh, fair weather fan. Mm -hmm. They in their head probably yeah, like, this some stupid <laughs> shit. 
that made that made zero sense. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, from, if yeah. you if you're not a wrestling fan, it didn't make sense, right? That this person was just gonna be there. <laughs> For you to jump on, right, right, right. <laughs> Amen. I, that's an argument. Do you think like some of this stuff that they do today, whereas the wrestling might not have been there? Well, let me not say that. The athletic athleticism that we see today mm-hmm. was not there in our peak wrestling fandom late 90s, early 2000s. Mm -hmm. But I feel like the stuff they did do made a made ton of sense. Mm. Okay, hold on. Repeat that for me one more time so I make sure I I, I can answer this correctly or or to the best of my ability. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the athleticism wasn't there in the late 90s, early 2000s, as it is right now. Mm-hmm. But the psychology was 10 times better than it is today. Like, mm. they do things that made a lot of sense back then as far as from a move standpoint. Like, okay, I believe this happened. Right. I could believe this is going to happen. Right. I could believe this is going to happen. Like when the wrestlers, for instance, you know how a wrestler will jump over the top rope and it'd be like 15 guys just standing there? Right. I think Jim Ross said this on a podcast. But that, But that's not... realistic right that's not realistic at all right I agree nobody's waiting there for anybody to just jump (laughs) over the top rope you know what I mean yeah for sure (laughs) like I'm not waiting for you to jump no what what? (laughs) and I'm gonna catch you no I'm good (laughs) why would I do that yeah that doesn't make sense to me Uh, that's why there's like certain wrestlers today that just I'm just huge fans of because everything they do it makes sense to me right like Sasha Banks being one of those people she'll do the simplest thing but it's like okay Yes, she's trying to win this match. That makes sense. She puts them in the bank statement. Right. And they their hands start getting closer to the ropes. She starts stomping on their hand to make sure they can't touch the rope. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with Big you. E. Like when he uh he does the little tackle through the middle rope. Like, yo, that makes sense. Yeah, I got him on the outside. I'm going to bump off the rope, and then I'm going to spear you through the middle rope. Yo, that makes sense. Like, oh, snap. It's a big spot, but I feel like that spot actually makes sense. Right. Now, Biggie came off the top rope. It's like to the outside. Like, uh, nah, that don't make no sense. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm, 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 I'm picking up what you're laying down. I definitely agree with you. It, do, it don't make no, it don't make sense. Um, yeah, <sighs> we come a long way, <laughs> and I think that's what wrestlers, old school wrestlers, wrestlers we grew up watching when we were kids. I think that's, I've been hearing that's their criticism with the product. As mm-hmm. well, mm-hmm. certain stuff just doesn't make sense, or 
there's certain spots that just don't need to happen. But then on the other hand, I like it when a Keith Lee does a moonsault out the ring from right. the top row. I like that. Right. Why? Because you don't see somebody Keith Lee size doing stuff like that. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like I, I'm a Keith Lee fan, and so being a bigger guy, seeing him do that is like, yo, you know what I mean? Like, so I'm I'm with you. I like seeing that as well. Yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you. We're on the same page. Like I said, picking up what you laying down. Yeah, man. Like. There's the next match. Uh-huh. A lot of spots. Mm-hmm. Loved it, though. The TLC? Ooh, yes, sir. Man. Yes, sir. TLC match? I, I said this on a previous podcast. I wasn't a fan of Edge and Christian. But <laughs> that, that, that spade did off the ladder. Ooh, yep. Jeff Hardy. Uh, I don't know if you remember, but last week we were talking about like my favorite spots and everything, and I was like, Shane McMahon falling off of the Titan Tron was definitely in the top. Yo, that right there, Edge Spearing Jeff Hardy, as he's hanging from the, uh, whatever you want to call it, where the belts is hanging off of, when Edge deeps off of that ladder to hit that spear is one of my... T- those are my top two favorite spots in wrestling history. By far. Oh, yeah. That was definitely iconic. Definitely iconic. Like, that's Loved it. I, I think that... I think that spot right there... I can't remember every single TLC match, every single ladder match I've ever seen, but that right there might be the definition of a TLC match or a ladder match. It just puts that whole match in perspective. You know what I mean? Because I think that was the second table as and chair match. I think that was TLC two. And I mean, that spot right there is just, uh, to me personally, it can't get no better. Yeah. I agree, man. Wasn't uh that set the standard for me, which you know, growing up, it's kinda <laughs> nowadays it's kinda hard to top that because you had Edge and Christian, Dudley Boys. Mm-hmm. And the Hardy Boys in this match, and they didn't care nothing about their bodies, <laughs> right? <laughs> At all, right? Like, man, what? How? <laughs> it. And it's crazy because now I remember Matt Hardy was was out for a while. You know, like I think his uh, what he what I forgot the injury he had. I think his something was fusing with his hip, if I'm not mistaken. Ah, uh, I can't remember. But um, between that and watching. Jeff Hardy wrestle now. And every time I look at Jeff Hardy now, I love watching Jeff Hardy wrestle. Once again, bias, you know, one of my favorite wrestlers. But every move, he just looked like he's hurting so much. And I don't know if it's kayfabe or if it's the acting, but seeing what he was doing back then, I can understand, you know, he's not in his 20s no more. <laughs> so I can understand if it no, how bad it's hurting now, right? <laughs> so I mean, because you see him, I think he's almost like fifty. Ooh, seriously? Wow, I was not expecting that. I think so. You see, 
Yeah, because Matt Hardy is 46. And Jeff Hardy is All right, so 40, he's like 43. 40-something. Yep. Yeah, I mean, hey, he's still moving too, but he ain't moving yeah. like he was, but. Oh, nah. Dope. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, man, just. When I when I hear him or when I not hear when I see him hit the, like the swan song bomb, it's just like you know just looking at him grimace. I'm like, ooh, bro. Like, ho- hopefully he's acting, man. Hopefully he doesn't hurt, you know, as much as it looks like it does. Because I mean, what he was doing with his body back then, come on, man, spirit off of what's that? How how far? How tall? Uh, how high up was that? Twenty twenty five feet enough. Right. <laughs> to see that or then for him hitting the Swanton bomb off a 25, 20 foot ladder, somebody on the table below, I'm just like, bro, you these seriously? <laughs> Look. They were doing things that you do in the trampoline park. Yeah. In a ring. Yeah. Man. Love yeah. that match. I'm not talking about the gimmick battle royal. I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> Yo, man. <laughs> that came on. And when I started seeing everybody who was coming out, I said, man, this is the most unnecessary shit. <laughs> hey. I'm with you, bro. We don't need to talk, we, we don't need to talk we about that, talk man. About, we ain't talking about that, man. Yo, you had The what? Undertaker versus Triple H. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love this match. Yeah, I did too. A controversial question. Uh oh. <laughs> Undertaker faced a couple of guys multiple times mm-hmm. for the streak. Mm-hmm. So, like, do those really count? <laughs> I ate for a triple A's three times at WrestleMania. Right. Eh. Or is the 21 just like he had 21 matches in one, not 21 opponents? I think matches. All right. I'm just saying because, I mean, at WrestleMania 30, you. he had 21 caskets. <laughs> I believe he had 21 caskets. Oh, man. <laughs> I, I'm I'm with you. I'm with, I, I see where you're coming from. Um, so, yeah, man. It was... Uh, he had 21 caskets. Mm-hmm. We ain't... He, <laughs> I mean, you can't bury <laughs> Triple H three times. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. I mean, it counts. Yeah, it counts. All right. I I think that was my I controversial think, question. I think the streets say that it, the, the streets say it counts, so it counts. <laughs> I mean, I think now when it comes to, like you said, 21 caskets, then nah, you can't do that, fam. Like, if you get it to represent the match, okay, but you can't have it to represent the people. You know what I mean? I'm trying. I'm reaching. I feel like they used to always say that. Oh, 21 opponents. 21 opponents. It's like 21 matches. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
I, I guess technically they trying to be right because they, they are, you know, opponents. It's just not 21 different people. <laughs> like you said, I'm How with you the right? 21 matches. I'm with you. Nah, nah. Once again, you see, this is this is the Libra in me with the whole bounce scale. I try to see both sides. And but at the end of the day, I'm with you and where you're coming from. It's definitely 21 matches. Yeah, it's 21 matches. Is Triple H the only person who he faced multiple times? I can't I can't remember right offhand. Do you know? Yeah, he's the only one he faced three times. He faced Shawn Michaels okay. twice. Okay. But he faced Triple H three times. 17, 27, 28. So he should only have 16 caskets then. That's what you're telling me. That's what I think. <laughs> I'm with you. Yeah, I'm, I'm with I, you. I'm you with know, you. That's, that's, that's my question of the day. No? I got you. I, I, it's funny when I was watching this, actually, how you got a question of the day. I got a question, uh, question for you as well after we discussed the last match. Ooh. Okay. Well, let's, let's get into it. We all know why we're here. Stone Cold versus The Rock. Mm-hmm. And, man, that crowd when Stone Cold came out, even The Rock, that crowd yep. was electric, man. Yep. So... I mean the match match was good. Yeah. I think I know what your question is, but go ahead and ask it. Well, first let me say well wait, hold on. Before I get to that, what do you think the question is gonna be? Something something about the ending. I know that. Uh well, Nah, that was actually my problem. <laughs> I mean, let me be one to say as a Stone Cold fan, I hated that 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 hill turn or that I wasn't with it. Nah. It, it, this era of Stone Cold, I wasn't as big as a fan of as, as I was with everything else Stone Cold. I hated the music, how, I mean, the music was. You didn't like the disturbed music? Nah, man. Love that, man. Ooh, I loved it. Nah, like they, I'm here for when the glass shatters, boom, music hits. Yo, don't give me no lyrics over the shit. I don't want to hear that shit. That's almost like what uh, Sensei uh, Nakamura right now. Yo, originally was fire. When you put the lyrics on it, I ain't trying to hear that. <laughs> oh man, yeah, I was a fan. Um, I was a fan of the Disturbed uh, theme song, Stone Cold. Nah, man, I ain't trying to hear none of that shit. I pump that at the gym sometimes. See, I pump the regular, the old joint, like, okay, cool. No no, no lyrics, but the lyrics, I ain't trying to hear all that, man. That's that, that's not for me. Okay. But um, right. how do you, okay, this is going to be the second question I got to ask you. How do you feel about that hill turn at the end of the match and him working with McMahon, Vinny Mack? I think that from a 2021 lens, Mm. it was never going to work. Mm. Stone Mm. Cold was never... Stone Cold was the... Baby face that nobody expected to be the baby face. Like nobody, Stone Cold wasn't smiling at people or anything. Like Stone Cold was the same person, and people just started liking him. Right. There's <laughs> a there's yeah. a difference between that and a natural turn as a baby face and and, and a forced turn. You know. Like, right. Right. Roman Reigns was a forced baby face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it was for, they were they were booing him. We were booing him, but from a, a company perspective, he was a baby face, right? And that's like 
Daniel Bryan was a natural baby face. Nah, I mean, he had a period where people was, where he was a bad guy and people were booing him. Oh uh, no, I'm, t- um, I'm talking about when uh, during the Yes movement. I feel oh, like yeah. it was natural. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, people. That, that's yeah, that's exactly. the time I'm talking people about. People got behind him. Right. People got behind him for sure, and it was it was natural. Whereas, yeah, the hill turn with Stone Cold. Like nobody wanted to hate Stone Cold. It's not like he turned into this different person, or even like when he was trying to do stuff to be a heel. It was, hey, look, we still like you. Right. Yeah. Because you were. He was still entertaining, even as a heel. Right. It wasn't going to work. Yeah, that's that, that's how I feel as and well. It I didn't said. work. Right. I think uh, they could have found, I think, because that was around the time. The Rock went to go film Scorpion King, so they had to find a way to get the title up off him. But I feel like they could have done it in a better, in a better way than what they did. It could have been better execution for that. Yeah, I mean it was a good match. You didn't like the match? Oh yeah, no, no, I enjoyed the match. The match was cool. I enjoyed that match. That's actually one of my favorite matches of all time, honestly. I mean, I mean, the no. build-up was just... Right. It lived up to the build-up. Yeah, oh, for sure. I mean, both of them, like, you know, using each other's moves. Uh, boom. The uh, Austin being put in the uh, sharpshooter remnants of uh, when Brett, you know, being bloody whenever Brett Clark... I mean, Brett Clark. Brett... Uh, Hart did it, so I enjoyed the match a lot. But me too. This man. was I. Yeah, this was this was my question though. What do you think was the greatest rivalry of the Attitude Era? Because we had, I mean, how you touched on it earlier, Undertaker, Triple H. We've also had The Rock and Triple H. We've also had Undertaker Stone Cold or Undertaker Kane. You know what I mean? There's just so many different rivalries of top tier stars at that time. So I just wanted to know who you thought was the, the what was the greatest rivalry of the Attitude Era, or okay. if you want to give me your favorite, you can give me like your top three. I give you my top three. Okay, number one in this order. Oh, okay. Number one is Stone Cold Vince McMahon. Mm, okay. I'm with you. I like that. I think without that, WWF doesn't buy WCW. Right. Without that rivalry. Mm-hmm. Then I have Triple H versus Mankind or Cactus Jack or whoever. Mm, okay. Then I have Mankind versus The Rock. Mm. Let me tell you why. I was I was thinking about this. Okay. Mankind elevated Triple H. Okay. He made him tough, like, in my opinion. Right. Mankind elevated The Rock. Mankind elevated Edge. Yeah. I'm just being honest, man. Like, he's elevated so many stars because everybody already knew he was tough. 
Right. So anybody that stepped in the ring with him had to get an edge as well. Because you wasn't just going to beat him in a regular match. Like, you was going to have to be very physical and take it to him. Right. Hmm. Which made some pretty interesting rivalries. Mm Mm-hmm. In my opinion. Those are my top three. What about yours? Um... I would also start off with Stone Cold versus Vince McMahon. Um, definitely. A second, uh, I would probably say I want to put Mankind and The Rock up there, but then I'm also a huge fan of the Rock and Sock connection. <laughs> uh, Okay. Yeah, me I enjoy too. the Rock and Sock connection, man. That. Um. Hmm. I'm gonna say. You know what I'm gonna put for number two? I'm gonna say the Rock and Triple H. I feel like they had some great yeah, that matches. Was good rivalry. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna put them. So for that's what I'm gonna put for number two. Uh for number three. I'm going to say, hmm, you know what? I'm going to say Stone Cold and Undertaker, man. I feel like they had some. No, 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 no. That's, inter- that's, that's, that's interesting. I was going to say, I was going to put Kane and Undertaker. That's a, ah, I don't know. I'm a little split between those two. I like me. I, yo, I loved Stone Cold versus Undertaker matches, man. I love some, like I love those matches. I like them too. You know what I didn't like about them? What's that? I didn't hate either one of them. Mm, got you. So I wasn't that invested on who won and who lost. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 for sure. And that's why I said I I, I was trying trying to take it back. And that's why I put Kane and Undertaker in there because I feel like they had some epic matches, uh, whether if it was traditional wrestling match or like a gimmick match. You know what I mean? Like you knew – that they were going to tear the house down. It's almost like no oh, match yeah. was similar. You know what I mean? Yep. Because. Now I agree. Yeah. So that's what I'm going to go with. I'm going to say Stone Cold, Vince McMahon, uh, Triple H and The Rock, and Undertaker and Kane. Because those two are going to forever be linked to each other. Forever. Definitely. Definitely. I, uh, I I like that. I like that. All right, what was your uh, what was your three worst rivals? Ooh, damn man, that's a really good question. <sighs> let me think. Let me think. Man, you got me going through a catalog right now. <laughs> Let me think. Mm. Hmm. I can tell you, I wasn't a huge fan at the time. At the time. I wasn't a fan at first, of Austin and Kurt Angle. Okay. At the time. But it wasn't until... um, They were just, man, so polar opposites. I'm like, man, I ain't here for all this. But, um... Hmm. Let me think. Let me think. 
Man, I'm trying to think about that era, man. I don't know. There were so many great wrestlers and storylines, man. Um, I don't know. I'm going to have to come back to you next week. I'm going to have to go back in the lab. <laughs> I can't think of them right offhand. Uh, do you know your three? Or you want to you come back next week? Uh, I actually have my three, man. Uh, so I'm the only one not prepared. I got, I got okay. some, man. All right. <laughs> now, nah, but we could. I want to think about it some more. So we're we going to do that next week. Okay. Okay. I'm with that. We're going to do that next week. Because I, I, I don't want to just throw out it. I don't want to throw it out. I, I really it, want to think about this, and and that's what I started doing. So I'm gonna that's, I'm gonna take, take back Stone Cold and and, and Kurt Angle. I, uh, right now, I have nobody, no rivalries in the top three. You know what? I think that's gonna be the episode next week. Mm, okay, we're gonna talk about. We're going to talk about three worst rivalries. Mm-hmm. And we're going to get into why they were bad. Okay. Because that's what we do on this podcast. We question everything when it comes to wrestling. Yep. This was an episode where <laughs> we both picked a pay-per-view that we loved. We, you know, there was some stuff that was like, ah. But overall, we enjoyed it. Next week, we're going back to talking about the stuff that just didn't make any sense to us. Like these rivalries that we're going to talk about. So, I don't know, man. I you, you, yeah, I really, I I really have to think about this because I, I, there's so many that come to mind right now, and, Mm -hmm. but I need, I need to ponder on it some more. Hey man, hey look, look, you flipped it on me. <laughs> you know, uh, so I got, I got, I got I gotta think about it too. Like I said, I'm taking back the uh, my, my my answer, and so I'm gonna, gonna go in the lab, do some research, and uh, come up with the three and, and why. So next week's gonna be a real interesting uh, episode. Well, we thank you for this tonight's installment of Questionable Book in WrestleMania 17. Yes, sir. Still lives in our hearts. Still lives in my heart. One of the greatest WrestleManias of all time. I don't care. I'm going down to the end of the days saying that I was one of guys. I don't care what comes out as in my top three. So next week we'll see you as we talk about the our three worst rivalries of all time. Mm. See mm. you guys next week. <laughs>